Recently, a new study from the Center for Retirement Research estimated that 36% of high-income households won't be able to live as well in retirement as they do today. Are they talking about you? You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to The Art of Investing. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Casco, and joining me today in the studio is Peter Maris, Certified Financial Planner and President of the Resource Financial Group, a firm specializing in comprehensive financial planning and retirement planning. Peter, welcome to the show. Thanks, Larry. Peter, I want to talk about retirement plans today. And uh, let's start with just a simple question. What is a retirement plan? Well, essentially a retirement plan is an arrangement to provide income to an individual in retirement when they're no longer receiving income from employment. So it's simply saving your money today so you'll have it in retirement, which can provide you with, with some income. What are the major types of retirement funds available? Well, they kind of segregate into two types of plans, defined benefit and defined contribution. Defined contribution is much more popular. You've heard of certain types of defined contribution plans like 401k plans and profit sharing plans. Basically, it says you're going to put in a certain dollar amount every paycheck or every month, and the funds will accumulate so you can use them in retirement. Pension plans seem like a thing of the past. Is that just because they're expensive to maintain, or is it that employers are getting cheaper, or both? A combination, but more so the the latter. A defined benefit plan or pension plan basically takes an assumption of having a dollar amount at the end of your working life. So let's say $5,000 per month. So the goal is to provide $5,000 per month for you when you retire, let's say age 65. The employer has to contribute money every year to hit that goal. So Whether or not they're having a good year or a bad year in their business, they have to fund that plan. They have to fund it. And if they don't fund it in a given year, they're in arrears, and they have to fund it twice as much in the subsequent years. So it is expensive plan. That's why you don't see them as much anymore. And as a small business owner... Can I have a 401k? Can I have an IRA? Can I have a Roth? Can I have a Keo, or are they mutually exclusive? Some are redundant. A Keo, for example, has been replaced now by profit-sharing plans and SCP plans, simplified employee pension plans. But you can't have a combination of plans. There are guidelines with maximums you can contribute every month or every year. But you can have a combination of plans. It's based on your income and the way your business is set up. I have a 401k, and I can put, I, I don't know if it, this year it's 14000 or 15000 So I can put 15000 into the 401k. Can I also then fund an IRA with whatever, two, $3,000? It depends on your income and your marital status. So I'm married and I'm a physician. If you're married and a physician and you have a retirement plan at work and your overall income is over about $80,000, then you cannot do... A Roth, excuse me, you cannot do a traditional IRA, but you can do a Roth IRA up to $150,000 in earnings. So it depends. Again, it depends on your overall situation, how many plans you can contribute to. Once I have a 401k, what should I do with it? Should I be super aggressive since I'm not going to need this money for a long time? Should I put it all in stocks or should I do a, a Monte Carlo approach? Well, it's interesting you say that. Whenever you save money, you should think of a couple of things. You should think of the goal for the money. So in this case, retirement time frame when you're going to need the money, and how risk-averse or how much risk you want to take on for that program. So Larry, you're a young man, about 45 years old, and let's assume you're going to retire at age 65. So you won't need these monies for 20 years, and then you're going to live another, let's say, 20 or 30 in retirement. So we're talking about a time frame of 20 to 40 years for this money. As a result, for accumulation, you should invest as aggressively as you feel comfortable in investing within the retirement plan. If I'm the fiduciary leader of the 401k plan, 
I think that means that I should really be thinking for everyone in the plan, not just myself, and that I should be investing or making conservative decisions for my employees. If you're fiduciary for a 401k profit-sharing plan, defined benefit plan, you have to abide by what's called a prudent person rule, commonly known as the PPR, the prudent person rule, which means that you have to act and your advisor has to advise you as to what a prudent person would do. So there you'd be more in a, in a balanced situation than uh, overly aggressive because you have to take into consideration people who are 55 years old in that plan, 35 years old. So a more balanced approach with a portfolio of stocks, bonds, and real estate would make more sense. What if I don't want to wait till age 59 and a half or even 65 and I want, I want to tap that money and retire at 55? Can I get the money or do I get taxed or, or do I get some sort of penalty? That's a great question, Larry, because the common misconception that retirement funds cannot be accessed till age 59 and a half. They can be accessed earlier, at age 50, at age 45, but you have to go through a certain set of rules. The IRS has a, a little game plan for you called Rule 72T, is in Tom. It's called Substantially Equal Periodic Payments, where you can take some money out of your retirement plans before age 59 and a half. So I can. Absolutely. It is a myth. It's a myth. That's good to know, because uh, I think a lot of doctors are waiting for this mythical number to retire. If you've just joined us, you're listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Caskell. I'm talking today with Peter Maris, certified financial planner and president of the Resource Financial Group, a firm specializing in comprehensive financial planning and retirement planning. We're talking about retirement plans today. Peter, do you let the funds in these programs just keep on going, like let's say if you're 80 or 90 years old, or do you do you rebalance? Well, you rebalance on an ongoing basis, Larry. And again, I'm not sure if we mentioned this, but the money that goes into a retirement plan, you get an immediate tax deduction for that plan. So if you put in $10,000, you get to deduct $10,000 off your income tax. So over time, every year you're getting a deduction, and these funds are growing tax-deferred. You don't pay income tax on your earnings. But at a point in time, the IRS says, okay, it's time to pay us. And that occurs at age 70 and a half, formally, at which time the IRS says you have to start taking the money out whether you want to or not, whether you need it or not. You have to start taking money out of your retirement plans and start paying us the income tax. Peter, as doctors, we're worried about lawsuits. We're worried about losing our homes. We're, we're l- worried about pretty much everything. So is there something built into a 401k that makes it so nobody can can have access to my 401k if, if a judgment goes against me? Well, asset protection is is very pr- important, especially in the medical field. I, I don't have to tell you that physicians are, are getting sued left and right, and they are looking for ways to protect their assets. Retirement plans inherently have the most protection already in the plan. Now, they vary from state to state, but somebody could put a lien on your f- 401k plan, but they can't force you to take the money out and pay them. And we're speaking in general terms now. So there's a level of protection in the retirement plan. Retirement annuities, okay, they hear the term annuities on how, how bad or good they may be. You might have heard different stories. But annuities afford you the highest level of protection for your retirement assets. So a lot of physicians are putting the money in retirement annuities just for that level of protection. They'll forego maybe a higher rate of return for that protection. So the plans are all else being equal, one of the best ways to protect your assets. So forgetting everything we've heard about annuities thus far for doctors, they add a little extra protection. Annuities can be the best investment vehicle in the world for the right situation. And you should also, of course, consult your personal advisor. But for asset protection, it's one of the best 
vehicles for for that is the annuity. And why don't we just review what an annuity is for our audience, because many of them may not know. Annuity is a tax-deferred vehicle. It's a vehicle issued by an insurance company, so it has an insurance component, and that component can be a death benefit where no matter what money you put into your annuity, that your family would receive at least the principal back or a guarantee of earnings over time. But the fact that it's an insurance vehicle and the way the contract is written, the annuity contract, it provides for certain tax-deferred and protection features in the program. So the vehicle is tax-deferred, so you can put money in that you earn and you won't pay tax till retirement, but you can also use it as an asset protection vehicle and put the monies in there that are already in a retirement plan. Peter, I have, uh, you know, I've worked a bunch of different places and I have 401k plans and 403bs and all these things from all these different hospitals. Does it make sense to consolidate them into one plan or should I just leave them out there and let them fly blind? Well, some of the new rulings from the IRS allow for simplification and consolidation of retirement plans. About five years ago, you, you couldn't consolidate most retirement plans. Now you can. So if you have 401k plans, IRAs, SCPs, you can do some consolidation, and which would simplify the situation, Larry, and allow you to manage them better. So there's a, a lot out there that will allow you to, to do some consolidation of your retirement plans. Here's the million-dollar question where we get to plug Peter Maris. Let's say I have a 401k plan, I've consolidated all my monies, and I give my 401k plan to you to manage what are you going to do with it that's that's so special? Well, basically, Larry, you can't look at your 401k plan and manage it in a vacuum because you may have other dollars outside the 401k plan. You may have other retirement programs. You may have different situations. So we would approach that in a comprehensive situation. In addition to looking at your 401k plan, we look at your, your overall dollars and invest those funds via managed accounts, mutual funds, individual bonds, real estate. Subprime mortgages? Not subprime mortgages, though. That is a buzzword today. And then a more quality portfolio. But again, given your age and your situation with the highest risk level that you're comfortable with. Because you're not going to touch this money for 15, 20, 30 years down into the future. I always thought that, you know, retirement is kind of a scam because I see all my patients that are retired and... You know they're they're not enjoying themselves, and they've you know they've spent their whole life saving for this mythical retirement that's going to happen. And there's an enormous industry out there that wants us to save for this fantastic utopian retirement. And I just I think some of it's a lot of hype. Agreed. There is a financial portion to retirement planning, an aspect to that. And what's we're talking about? We're talking about that today. But there's also a non-financial part of retirement planning. The question is, Monday morning, nine o'clock. The week after you retire, what are you going to do with your time? I mean, you're working 40, we're working 40 to 60, 70 hours per week. Physicians are putting in many, many hours. What happens when you don't go to work anymore? And there are programs that allow you to to plan that out, to map out what you would do with your retirement. And you should start thinking about that two to three years before retirement. Maybe if you're not a person with hobbies, to develop some hobbies, develop some interests, go back to school, something that's going to fill your time in retirement. Because we know when we let the mind lag, Good things don't follow that. And last question, Peter. When I die and when I'm gone, what happens to my heirs? Do they pay taxes on the 401k money or do they get it without having to pay any penalties? Well, they can do what they want, and that's the problem. We've spoken about this in a previous show that I'm a big proponent in not giving all of your money to your children at the same time. So in other words, 
they can take all the money after you pass away, and they will pay full income tax on it. So let's say it's a $100,000 plan, and they surrender. They'll pay income tax on $100,000. But if it's set up properly, they can continue to defer that money over their life expectancy. So if you have a 40-year-old child when you pass away, that 40-year-old can defer your retirement plan until they pass away. So all that tax and money that you've accumulated, he won't have to pay income tax on it all at once unless they choose to liquidate it and take a lump sum. Otherwise, they can essentially utilize that for their retirement as well. It's called a stretch-out provision. Well, on that note, we are uh, out of time. I'd like to thank our guest, Peter Maris, retirement planner extraordinaire. We've been talking about the two things that are sure in life, which are death and taxes. I'm Dr. Larry Casco, and you've been listening to The Art of Investing on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com, and thank you for listening.